Welcome, everybody. I am seeing a bunch of new faces out there, some old, some people that have been here a long time, some people who haven't been here throughout the whole um, last 15, I think we said, weeks that we've been doing the series, Love Came Down. You guys are probably wondering, why am I up here? What am I doing up here? And um, my name's Mark, and I usually stand there, but today I'm standing here. You're stuck with me, actually. Um, Chris, uh, <laughs> sorry, so Chris, you already heard Chris is on on uh, vacation, and this is a well-needed vacation. He's been plugging away here week after week for, for months at a time here, and so he really needed that break. And uh, so we thought, okay, that's great. We have another pastor. You know, Pastor Jason can, can help us out, but he's actually uh, moving this week, so that, so that, didn't, that fell through for Jason to, to help us. And then they were like, well, let's find somebody, anybody, anybody besides Dr. Mark to do this. Um, so we, we asked the Grove, we asked a few churches, and they, nobody could help, so I think... God's telling us that you, you know, you're going to have to stick with me today. Um, sorry about that. I apologize. I don't have as much hair as Chris. I know that. And I'm not probably as animated and uh, I don't have that, um, that in me. So I apologize for that. But, uh, but, I, but I do have some empathy now for Chris and, and, um, and especially all pastors that have to go through this process of deciding what to tell somebody here for the next um, three hours and 45 minutes um, because... That's how much time, much stuff I have in my sermon, but, but I had to cut a bunch of stuff out. Um, so, so we're going to try and get this done in, uh, we'll say, 25 minutes here. Um, so I just wanted to let you know that now I understand why it's so hard to get done in 30 minutes, because there's so much that God puts on your heart, and um, I hope that just a little bit of that will, will come through today. So um, I, know that, uh, I know that many of, many of you have probably been wondering when are we going to finish this sermon series, and uh, so... Today we're talking about love came down to heal. Um, and it's kind of coincidental that I happen to be a doctor, so I do some healing once in a while, but it's, but it's mostly not this kind of healing with what we're going to talk about today with, with uh, what Jesus did. Um, but next week, I just wanted to kind of plug this because it's really exciting. Next week we're going to be doing a series on Leviticus. I know if you've ever, some of you may have read your Bibles and you've read Leviticus and you're like, wow. We're going to go through Leviticus, really? I mean, that's really great. But I promise you, I promise you, I promise you that, that, that we have a wonderful um, plan for this. It's talking about holding nothing back. You may have seen some cards. They've been on our, our um, seats the last couple weeks, but there's still some out in the lobby. This is the, most, the best time to invite a friend. The best time to bring somebody new is when we're starting something new so that they start from the beginning because many of you started halfway through, love came down. So I want you all to bring your friends next week because this is going to be great, not holding nothing back. Um, so once again, let me just introduce myself. I'm, I'm a Mark Ashley. I'm a doctor uh, in family practice. I work in urgent care, actually, at Riverside Kaiser. And um, it's interesting because uh, I was talking about healing today and, and, um, and what Jesus came down the mountain to do. Um, and this morning as I was kind of preparing a little bit more and just kind of like reminding myself, what am I speaking about? What am I talking about? What do I need to do? Um, first, first thing that kind of I knew was, was going on was my wife's voice was gone. And, uh, and her voice was, was totally toast. Like, exactly, you couldn't hear. I, I did the same thing. What? What? Um, that wasn't very loving. Okay, that's the first thing I did. What? What are you talking about? So what she was trying to say is go down and help pour the milk for, for the boys. I have twin boys, and I, she wanted me to get, get the milk. So I was like, okay, great. So I'm getting the milk out. I, oh, first, 
first mistake, I opened the first one up. It's got like curdled milk in there. And my boy Preston had just been like drinking out of it. And I, so I just no, long, no more than just get that, that uh, uh, sippy cup top off. And my firstborn son, Preston, is barfing all over the kitchen counter. And I was just like, God, how can I heal this little boy? And you've been teaching me to heal, but this is not what I'm cut out to do. Like, what you need to know is that I'm a doctor because I hate vomit and I hate shots. Those are two things I hate. And so now I don't, like nurses deal with vomit and doctors don't have to do vomit and nurses give shots and doctors don't have to give shots. So, so that's why I'm a doctor. Um, and I don't know, um, God was testing me and telling me that you got to clean this mess up. So anyways, I cleaned up the mess, but that's why my wife and my kids aren't here. Um, that's another teaching that I'll kind of talk about a little later, is that I, I need to give grace. Um, that's, what, that's what Jesus would have done in that situation. So um, as much as I would have loved my wife to be here, she's not here today, and that's okay. So I, f- I forgive her. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's, uh, let's talk about why we're here today. So love came down. We've been talking for the past 15 weeks about the Sermon on the Mount. And you guys know this way better than me. If you don't know what the Sermon on the Mount is all about, go back to the podcast. There's 15 of them, and you can learn all about the Sermon on the Mount. It's great, great stuff. It's so amazing what Jesus is saying. He's not saying, you know, I came down to tell you about how to follow the rules. He's saying, God, God sent me here so that you can follow me. Okay, so it's not about following the rules. It's about following me. And that's what the Sermon on the Mount is all about. But the crazy thing is, as, I, as I've been reading that, so I read, you know, you know where Sermon on the Mount is in Matthew. Matthew 5 through 7, right? That's the Sermon on the Mount. For those of you who don't go to church, who haven't read your Bibles and don't know, that's okay. I mean, it's, it's basically a Sermon on the Mount. Jesus gets up on the mountain and he says, this is who I am. I'm here. I love you. I want you to follow me. And then he comes down the mountain. In Matthew, it's great because in, in Matthew, he comes down the mountain and he, he starts healing people left and right. And I can imagine that, that process of, you know, Jesus starts with healing um, a leper. And, and then he tells the leper, you know, I'm going to heal you, but, but don't, go, don't go tell everybody. I don't, I don't want people just chasing me down, down this mountain, right? And then the next person comes and gets healed. The next person comes and gets healed. And no matter what Jesus says, I mean, this is, this, these people are, are going to follow him, right? So it's, it's almost amazing how in Matthew he tells the story of, I'm going to tell you how to do this and my theory, but I can imagine people in their mind thinking, yeah, great, Jesus, that's wonderful, you know, love your neighbor or whatever, that's great, what, but just how am I supposed to do that? How am I going to do that? And he comes down the mountain and he says, follow me and I'll show you how to do that. So today we're going to kind of go through the story um, in Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. And there's another, other versions of this story in the Bible. If you know your Bible, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? Well, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all tell the same story, but in a little different way. So we'll kind of get a little bit into that today, but I just want to kind of start with the Matthew story because it is the one we've been studying, the book of the Bible we've been studying for the past several weeks. Um, so I just kind of... Uh, wanted to give you that that um, backstory of where we're coming from today. I also wanted to kind of give you an idea about what I do every day. So I'm a I'm an urgent care doctor, right? And you come to me for your for your broken be- bones and your and your you know 
something's growing on your leg and I have to cut it out, or you cut something and I have to sew it up. Um, you're having a heart attack and I have to take care of that. But what I've found as a doctor throughout my life is that what really helps people heal and what really helps people get real healing is not, it's not what I can do, honestly. It's really not. It's about what the patient can do for themselves. And it's, and it's, it's been proven to me over and over again, and I, and I actually now teach a lot of classes about, um, about physician-patient communication. I, I talk to doctors about how to have a good bedside manner. Um, I know, sorry. Don't know why they asked me to do this. So I'm, not, I, I'm not the expert, but, I, but they just... I stayed in the Holiday Inn last night. So um, um, I don't know. My wife especially doesn't think I have good bedside manner. But, um, <laughs> so I, I think that that, um, that is really the key to healing, actually, is to... Is to have you ever been to a doctor and they just kind of like you know, go through the motions and then get you the right prescription and you go out the door, maybe you have a cold. God knows that your cold's going to get better whether he gives you anything or not. But honestly, the thing that makes you feel better is that that doctor cared. And, um, and so for me, that's, that's what I've found in my life is that caring is what, and, and showing love to people is what really heals people. And so I kind of I was thinking about that as I was coming up with this message and I, I just wanted to, to mention that as I, as I kind of started. Um, so how does Jesus heal people? So how did he do this? I mean, he's coming down and he's left and right. I mean, he's God. So I mean, that's part of it. You know, he can just heal you. That's, that's, that's the really easy part. But how did he, what was the method behind his madness of, of healing people? I mean, what was it that, that really, really made people, made, made people, what changed their lives and changed their futures? I think we can see that in the in the uh, story in Matthew here. So let's go ahead and, and read this together. Let's pray. Um, stand as we pray today. Um, I just kind of want to bless this time together, and then we'll stand and read the scriptures together. Lord Jesus, thank you, thank you for bringing us all here today. Thank you for being our Savior. Thank you for forgiving us, for showing us your amazing and unending grace, God. And thank you, thank you so much for being the person who can heal us through your forgiveness, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So let's stay standing as we bring up the, uh, the, the scripture from today. So again, Matthew 9, verses 1 through 8. Um, Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over and came to his own town. Some men brought him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart. Listen to that. Take heart. Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, Well, this fellow is blaspheming. That's a hard word to say, especially when your mouth is dry. Blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, get up, take your mat and go home. And the man got up and went home, and when the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe. And they praised God, who had given such authority to man. Maybe seated. All right, so isn't that an amazing story? Amazing story where 
somebody's friends saw this man who was hurting, who was paralyzed, they bring him to Jesus. Jesus says, not you're healed, but your sins are forgiven. And then, he, of course, we have the Pharisees who, who have to always, we always have to throw them in the mix, but we'll, we'll just skip them for right now. Um, but he goes to get up and walk. And then God was made famous. It's amazing. It's an amazing story. Um, I think what I remember the most, um, so, I, so I remember a, a time in my life when this, this actually kind of, kind of uh, hit home. So, so Jesus really tells the story on the, uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Then he starts healing people. As I said, initially Jesus was saying, hey, don't tell a bunch of people. People were following him down the mountain, following him to, to try and get their friends to, to Jesus because they knew Jesus. Jesus was the answer. And so, trust me, I'm not saying this, telling the story because I'm, because I'm great or Jesus or anything, but this, this is a funny story because um, I can imagine how this would happen. So I'm, I work at uh, Health to Hope. It's a clinic, a homeless clinic in uh, Riverside. We actually make house calls. Um, I was there Friday afternoon making a house call to a homeless person in the, in the bottom of a river, riverbed. And, and so we were doing that a lot. A couple of years ago, we were, doing, we were probably doing it uh, two or three times a, a month where we would go out to the river bottom and, talk and, uh, and just talk to people. It's very interesting what people need who are homeless and who are, who are struggling. They're struggling with addictions. They're struggling with a lot of things. They're struggling with mental illness, but but the, but the most important thing for them is that you connect to them and you and you really you really show them Christ's love. And and I'm not doing that you know in a in a preaching way. I'm just t- telling them. I'm just asking them, hey, what's going on? What's going on in your life? Wow, this must be really tough to be here. Um, tell me tell me how I can help. Um, just asking simple questions because honestly, I can write prescriptions for these people and, and they'll lose them or they'll, th- things all happen. But that's not that's not it. It's about connecting these people. So, so fast forward a couple months, and I'm standing on stage, and you guys know that I play in a band called the McKintry Boys, um, which is an Irish rock band. Which is you know strange. How did I get into this? But uh, don't ask. Don't ask. Um, but I, I I was standing up on stage in the um, front row, right about here. There's a, there's a gentleman, and I recognized his face, but I didn't, I didn't know who he was. And we finished our first set, and the guy comes right up um, right here, and he's like, turns around to the crowd, and he says, Hey, everybody, that's my doctor right there. And I was like, oh, my. So, I can, again, I'm not Jesus. I, I can't imagine how he, how he would, how he would uh, react in that situation. But I believe that's what really happened, was that, you know, people were getting, were getting, Attention, and people people were seeing God's love through Jesus, and Jesus was Jesus was getting followers. So um, the first thing I kind of wanted to point out is that Jesus really, by healing, attracted followers. Thank you guys um, for that. So Jesus attracted followers. You know, his friends, this paralyzed man, his friends had heard about Jesus' name. And they believed him. Because honestly, I mean, if you were seeing people healed, paralyzed, crippled, people who had leprosy, I mean, these people were the sickest, the most lowly people in, in society. Because, you know, honestly, illness, even in, in today's time, is often thought of as, what did, what did that person do wrong? What did I do wrong to deserve this? What did I, what did I do? And, and so... So people were coming to Jesus because they felt like they were the lowest of the low. And Jesus would heal them. 
And I just kind of want to point that out because, because I think every, today we do the same thing. I mean, we see people who are struggling with, with addiction. We see people who are struggling with mental illness. We see people, people who are struggling with their diabetes and, and they, they, they can't seem to stop eating the things they shouldn't eat. We, 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 we do that. We see these things happening. We see people with HIV. And we think about what did they do to deserve it. And, and, in, and sometimes we can justify it, you know. We can think, yeah, you know, they, they kind of aren't eating right or they kind of aren't living right or they kind of aren't doing right. And, and so that, it's not that we believe that they, that they deserve it, but we can kind of say, ah, we understand why that happens. And I think that's exactly what, we, what Jesus was trying to get at in this story. Um, because, because these people had faith that Jesus would heal them, not just from the physical, but from the emotional guilt and, and pain that, that's, that's behind that. So, so these, this man's friend, friends, they brought him in. And, and in the story, we, we see actually, um, we'll go back to that story. This story actually doesn't have um, the coolest part about this, this, whole, this whole thing where, where his friends are like breaking down the, the ceiling. They're like digging through the tile ceiling and just like setting this guy down right, on, right in front of you. If, you got, if anybody does that today, I mean, there's like a hole right here. I should probably move. But, um, but uh, <laughs> so if anybody does that today, I will freak out. But just in this, in this, in, in this story, you see some men brought, brought him. It wasn't just some men. It was, these guys were sold out believing that Jesus could do this. All right. So, so what, do they, what does Jesus do now? Okay. The coolest thing about this story, I, I really believe this, because I think that people think of me as a doctor, and they, they come to me and they really believe that I have some kind of magic bullet and magic pill and magic surgery and magic this that will save them. But, but like I said before, a lot of times we don't have anything that's going to cure their, their can, this person's cancer or this person's um, diabetes, or this person's uh, stroke. I mean, there's not a lot that we, we can solve there. But honestly, we have so much that we can give as a physician. And honestly, you all have so much that you can give to people who are hurting and, 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 and in so much pain in your life. So I just want to kind of go to the next point, which is what did Jesus do? How does Jesus save people? How does Jesus help people heal? And he starts with forgiveness. Jesus shows forgiveness. And this is kind of what I was getting at before, is that we kind of so often think of illness, whether it's mental illness or addiction or, or people who are suffering from, from physical illness that, that we just feel like we can't solve. We always go to the point of, can we get them better physically? But honestly, it's not about that. God's putting it in in the, context, in the order in which it needs to be done, which is showing forgiveness first. So Jesus, go ahead and put that, that, uh, that uh, back up on the, on the screen, if you would. So at this, some of the teachers of the law said to them, oh, sorry, back one, if you would, James, I'm sorry. Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Take heart, I think, to me, this was the, this was the message of this whole passage, which is take heart. In, in multiple, in different versions, it'll say, Something like, have courage. Jesus says, have courage. Jesus says, be of good cheer. And that's not because you're like, happy, 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 I'm happy I've got you know, a broken leg, or I'm happy because I'm vomiting all over the... Uh, or I'm happy because you know, I, I lost my voice. But, but, but be of good cheer. Be, take heart. Have courage. This is what Jesus first says to the man who's sitting there paralyzed on his mat. 
So, I cannot imagine being this, this guy, okay, the paralyzed person. But I've seen patients, and I see them every day, that are suffering from, from the feeling exactly this way. I, I, actually, not too long ago, I had, a, I had a, um, a patient, and I'll protect the details of this story just to kind of protect the person's privacy. You don't know him, but, um, but I'll call him Johnny D. That was... I was thinking about John Doe, but that was kind of too too easy. So, I, I, his name's Johnny D. Um, so Johnny D. came to me not that long ago, maybe a few months ago, and, and he was worried about. Um, we have any teenagers in here? Yeah. So just just had a concern about uh, sexually tran- transmitted disease, and so we'll just leave it at that. I won't give you all the details about what happened, but just the normal course of of action for me is to get the blood tests, get some, get some, uh, you know, urine tests, and just, just get, just make sure that there's no other problems going on. Um, and I found out two days later that, that Johnny D tested positive for HIV, and that's not something that urgent care doctors are supposed to have to deal with, right? I, I've actually been practicing medicine for, gosh, a long time now, 14 years, and I never had to tell somebody that. I've told people. They have cancer a lot of times. I've told people a lot of things, but this is the first time I'd had to do this. And this was really, really tough. Um, so in that process of talking with, with Johnny, um, I, I, I'll tell you that I learned that, that he was struggling because he had just had to tell his dad that he was, he was, he was gay, actually. That was something that was really tough on him. Um, and, and it's funny. So I to, I'm not funny. It's terrible. I told him, you know, the news. I told him, Johnny, you know, I hate to have to tell you this. And I know you must be worried, sick, why I had to bring you back into the urgent care to tell you this. But, but uh, you know, you tested positive for HIV. And, you know, the first thing he said is, is am I going to die? And that was the first thing out of his mouth. There was a deathly silence after that. And the first thing I want to do as a doctor, of course, is go back to the healing. I want to go say, oh, no, we have medications. We have lots of things that we can do that we can solve this. It's not a problem. Don't worry about it. But Johnny was worried about he's going to die. And, and I sat there and I cried with him, actually. That's, that's really all I could do. It was my way of saying, take heart. Take heart, son. You know, I'm with you. I... I don't, I don't care what you've done in your life. This, this situation just stinks. It's not good. Um, and I, and I want to show Christ's love through this. Um, but the second thing Johnny told me, which was, was probably more powerful and more painful, was he said, I feel so alone. I don't know who I'm going to tell. Because as I found out, you know, he felt like his father was going to condemn him. He felt like nobody that he could turn to at that time. And he, he, his words to me was, I'm worried that my dad's going to tell me, I told you so. And I told him in that moment, I said, Johnny, I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying for your dad. I don't know how it would feel to be in his situation, honestly, but... But I would hope that you feel like I feel, and I would hope you feel like God feels about you, that, that, that He loves you. And He doesn't care about all that other stuff that you've done or that you feel or that you're guilty about. It's not about that. It's about grace, and I love you, and I forgive you. 
Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. And that's what I hope that I can transmit to my patients every day. I wish I could tell you that I saw that kid's HIV, that I, that I you know, healed him from all the other angst and issues that he was dealing with in his life. I didn't. But I feel like I brought some healing to that man that day. And that's what I think that each of us can do in our own lives. It doesn't take a doctor to do that. It doesn't take a doctor. But see, the next step is here. Let's go up to the next part of the scripture. What do we always get in these stories with Jesus? We always have the Pharisees. And the Pharisees always seem to find a way to kill the joy in the situation. You know, it's like this poignant moment and God's like, I love you. I, I, I care for you. I... And the, the guy's like, no, 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 you can't do that. That's not, that's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. And, and, but, and I always feel like when, when I'm sitting in your, your spot and somebody's telling me about this, I always, I always think the same thing. I always think, I wouldn't do that. But, but, I, but as I'm standing up here, I realize I do that every day. I am the Pharisee. I'm the Pharisee. And, and we have to daily go to the cross and, 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 and ask for forgiveness for this attitude. Because, because I, I know much, as much about you as, as I know that, that each of us have this, have this feeling like we, we want to measure up. We want to follow the rules. And, and, and again, we're going back to the Sermon on the Mount and exactly what happened. Jesus came down from the Sermon on the Mount saying, this is who I am. This is what I want you to do. Follow me. And what do the Pharisees do? He says, no, you got to follow the rules. I mean, you don't, you can't, you can't forgive sins. And what I love about this story is Jesus is like, oh, I can't, can I? All right. Well, what if I just, you know, healed the guy too? And, um, and he's like, oh, that might work. I, I'm not sure. Um, maybe. Uh, so, so he goes like, Okay, well, let's see. What's just harder? Is it harder to is it harder to forgive sins, or is it hard to heal somebody? And and I, I honestly, I, I read that and I was like, dude, I, I don't know. This seemed pretty hard to me, both of them. So I'm not sure how I could heal a paralyzed guy or 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 forgive his sins. So I think that he was kind of putting up a, a little challenge to the Pharisees, like, hey, can you do either of these things? No, I'm God. I can do them both. So so he kind of you know, says, I don't know, uh, I, I want to say something bad. But he says something like, you know what, forget you guys. Um, I can do them both. Let's show, let's, show, let's show both of these things off. So God, um, God really then, then says the next, next piece here, which is get up and walk, right? Get up and walk. And what does it take as a guy who's been paralyzed for his whole life, who believes that, he is the, the cause of all of this um, pain in his own life. What does it take to get up and walk? What does it take? I mean, that's got to be pretty crazy. Like, I, I, you ever wake, wake up in the morning and a leg's asleep or your arm's asleep and you're just like, it's not going to move. Go, go, you know. No, and it's not, it's not moving. You ever feel like that? And you, and you uh, just go. And uh, that's must, I mean, he must have felt just like that. Like, I can't move it. It's it's dead. And uh, so I can only imagine the amount of faith it took to take that first step. Um, but Jesus starts with forgiveness. Then he heals this man. And what I love about the next part of the story is that through that healing, it's not about, look at me, Jesus. Look at who I am. 
Look at who the doctor is. Look at who this man who got healed. Look at him. No, it's about pointing back to, to, the, to our Creator, to, to God. So let's go. Um, so the next thing that, that, that happens in this story is through that healing, God is made famous. Um, you know, Jesus says, get up and walk to each of us. I mean, we've all had pain in our lives. I know I have. And, and we often want to dwell in that. We, also, we often want to still hang out on our mat because that's what we've been comfortable with. That's what we're used to doing. That's, you know, honestly, we don't believe that we're worth more than that. But God says, I forgive your sins. Get off your mat and follow me. And when you do that, when you do that, God is made famous. I'm sorry I had to say famous. I, mean, I was trying to get all F's here because I don't get F's. In medical school, you don't get F's. You definitely don't want to get F's in college. Um, I haven't had very many F's in my life, so I just put up some F's up there. But, but, I, but I honestly... <laughs> sorry. This is the way my brain works. I told you I have three and a half hours, so i got only another three hours left in this. It's crazy. Um, but people were struck by this amazing miracle. But I honestly think more than the miracle of healing and, and this guy walking, that was great for the guy who walked. But honestly, for all of us, it's about, it's about forgiveness. It's about, it's about grace. How can we bring people to be in awe of Jesus, be in awe of God, to really feel that power of Jesus Christ in our communities, in our relationships throughout the world. How do we do that? I'm just going to tell you, it's, it's just by doing what Jesus did. It's by bringing people to experience Him, breaking down the walls, breaking down any barrier you can to get those people to see who Jesus is. I mean, there's people out outside these walls that need to be here because they need to experience who Jesus is. There's people in your workplace that need to feel the love and forgiveness that only Jesus can bring. And he can't and you can't do it. You can't do it yourself. You can't do it yourself because Jesus forgives you. And now I want you to go out and, and and forgive others and show others grace because we can always come up with reasons like the Pharisees do why this shouldn't this shouldn't work this shouldn't happen you know these guys are too bad these people are believe something way out there these people are 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 evil but God said in the sermon on the mount you know love your neighbors love your neighbors and you didn't just say love, love your friendly neighbors, but those who are your enemies. And so today, I just want you to, as, as you go out, to, to, to sit, sit back and think, how can I heal my community? You know, I thought, I'm sure you guys were probably thinking, love came down to heal. Doc, Dr. Mark's going to you know, show his great stories about how he can heal people, or, or he's going to help me take care of my sick kid at home. If I could do that, my kids would be here today. My wife would be here today. <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, I'll tell you one of the one of my one of my weaknesses is that 
I can be a Pharisee when it comes to to wanting people to be at be at church. In fact, even my family. <laughs> um, I stand up here, you know, confessing that because sometimes, you know, when when life happens, you know, you, you can't make it to church, and sometimes that's that's my that's my issue actually. And God was teaching me something today that you know what, you know what, Mark, you. You think you have it all together, and you're going to talk about this, but you need you need healing too, and you need forgiveness for this. And uh, so God taught me something today through my child vomit. So, <laughs> so how do we show forgiveness to people? I tell you, it's 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 showing empathy. It's it, and empathy is something that. That's a doctor word. I think we we use it a lot in our in our communication courses. But empathy is the thing that doctors lack the most, actually, when we're training physicians, um, trying to understand where that person's coming from, and trying to put yourself in their shoes. If I could give you one secret method that that I have for my patients, who I can help help them heal, it's empathy. It's it's sitting there listening to the people who just found out they have HIV and saying, gosh, I don't know how you feel. I can't imagine being in your position, but I want to be here for you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. And that's what Jesus did. He says, take heart. Take heart. Your sins are forgiven. So what would it look like? What would it look like if we went out and and did did this together outside of these walls? I mean, we can talk talk to each other all day, but but my charge to you today is to go out and show that forgiveness that you all have because of Jesus Christ who came down from the mountaintop. He didn't come go and give his sermon and say, as Chris says, peace out. <laughs> that's not my words, but that's Chris, that's Chris Robbins. He didn't say that. He said, come follow me. Don't follow the rules. Follow me. And I'll heal you. And I'll Forgive your sins, and I will take you on that mountain, mountaintop. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for preserving these texts for us tonight, today. Through all the years that, that um, we as, as the church have tried to screw this all up, God, it's just, it's, it's just about you. It's just about following you, God. Lord, I just pray that each of us in this room can can go out and, and show this love that you've shown to us in our communities, God. God, there's many people in this room that, that need your that need your healing, that need your touch, that need your grace, God. And it doesn't take anything to get that except for saying, I believe in you. I believe that you are the Son of God who came down to heal me, to forgive me, so that I can go out and make you famous. Jesus, help us today as we go throughout the rest of our our week. Help us to be followers of you, Jesus. In your precious name we pray. Amen.